Hello, this is your subconscious speaking. You're going to listen to this podcast and you're going to like it. In fact, you're going to love it. So here we go. We have our very special guest, Abby. Hi. Uh, we're so happy to have you here um, as the first guest ever. Like, I'm so chuffed. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Thank you for thinking of me and inviting me here. Okay. So today our topic is um, simulation and simulacra, uh, which is basically the idea that we are living in a simulation. Mm, profound. Wow. How, why, who, where, those are all topics we don't know, we haven't thought about yet. So let's think. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. Abby, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I think, you know, I've dabbled quite a lot in a... Um, what's it called conspiracy theories um you know and to be honest with you a lot of them sound far-fetched but you'd be shocked you'd be shocked you know at how realistic and how relatable or how how logical some of them are when you really think it through like you know what are the chances that this is real yeah you know and some of them make sense you know some of them really make sense so I have, yeah. um, I did some homework, as you know, I did my Googles <laughs> and I did see um, some theories, especially um, simulation theory and um, some authors that I will come to in a bit. Um, and exactly what you're saying, that you would think that certain things are far-fetched, but are they really? No. Mm. And we'll explain why. <laughs> um, I, think, um, I think, you know, in this world we live in with COVID going on and, you know, people are becoming less and less uh, or people are becoming more disillusioned by the world, especially like as people lose trust in the government and everything, it kind of puts everything on the table. Like actually, hold on, let's reconsider the world. You know, actually I saw on Twitter the other day, they are trialing the four day working week. And I think that that is actually a I mean, revolution. Um, I, I kind of don't want to get excited because I feel like we're all going to get excited and they're going to turn around and be like, nope. So <laughs> I, I'm one of those people I try not to get my hopes up too much because what if it never happens, you know? Yeah. I think it's a sign that uh, we're progressing because we're actually giving it a go. True. Um, I think if you would have said this a couple years ago, would have gone, what? Yeah. <laughs> British we love work we love negativity you know um and we would have gone you know go on toss that out the window but um I see uh with the introduction of the COVID pandemic Mm. or aka a glitch in the simulation who knows um (laughs) (laughs) um this is a good a chance as any to kind of trial the four-day working week because um I don't actually know why we work five days who knows who came up with that I believe it was Henry Ford five day or yeah five day working week and only two days weekend Mm. I mean two days relaxing and then five days working it feel like a bloody drone (laughs) it's very militant it's very horrible um but yeah so let me just outline some of the foundations of simulation theory uh don't quote me I have done my googles okay right (laughs) one of the foundations of simulation theory is that our brains are subjective sorry Mm -hmm. and um we can only experience the world from our subject subjective subjective perspective but I think this is really interesting with the emergence of virtual spaces especially like virtual reality yeah wow that's crazy what do you think about the metaverse then this whole meta thing with Facebook it makes me uncomfortable let me be real with you yeah to be honest same here to be honest I don't really think that it can be for our benefit if that makes sense yeah um or okay let me rephrase that not for the benefit of 
humankind as a whole. I think it benefits certain classes of humans, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, humans that belong to a specific class or yeah. uh, humans that belong to a specific group. Um, I don't think it can benefit everyone as a whole because yeah. one, not everyone can afford the virtual reality headset or gear that you actually need to um, participate in virtual reality and it's not like they're giving out for free (laughs) I'm sure there's a price yeah but that was actually one of the um one of the theories that I actually wanted to touch on an author called Bostrom uh in 2003 he said that Mm -hmm. there's such thing as a great filter and this great filter um are this is the stages of evolution uh where in the matter it can in annihilate itself if that makes sense okay whoa what did I just say yeah (laughs) (laughs) and let me take a step back as humans we are a very rare occurrence in our universe's um short lifespan because obviously universes can live for trillions and trillions and billions and billions Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so um we're quite an early development in our universe's life Mm -hmm. so um we advance and Mm -hmm. keep advancing and keep advancing and keep advancing until we eventually annihilate ourselves yeah I think that's quite interesting that you you bring that up about humans annihilate annihilating ourselves because um there's this theory that I came across this is more a bit more I guess new age spirituality that whole stuff but lay it on me but it was basically the theory that like so literally the universe is consciousness yeah and that the universe as consciousness is trying to explore what it means to be itself wow. so we are part of the universe so if you think about it, I think like you know if you think about it, one singular thing that wants to understand yeah the fullness and the breadth of what it is and what it can become and it splits itself up into little little things so every living thing or even everything really is the universe yeah you know the table the, the floor yeah. the, the dog the cat is the universe and we're all just experiencing all the things the universe can be so the universe can be a cat the universe can be a human the universe can be a planet you know what I mean it's like everything relates but that's how it's like the you know everybody goes back to the single source and we're all from one source that's kind of the understanding so that same theory then goes on to say that when it comes to like our universe um have you heard that like in science they say that um, don't quote me I'm not I'm not a science head but they say that you know when um, when a universe kind of ends it kind of forms a black hole or like it implodes on itself or something like that that is amazing because that would explain a lot yeah so that the idea is that as humans I think I, honestly I feel like I'm explaining this horribly but let me just give you the gist that I got yeah the idea was that a universe is created and that is another iteration of of spirit or source trying to again experience more of itself so everything that exists in that in that universe every planet every star is source trying to experience itself so there's different types of stars different types of planets or different combinations of whatever just to experience now so for us humans our our universe is one of one iteration of source and experience itself so as human beings we evolve like you just said yeah so we you know and the idea is our souls evolve so maybe like the idea was i think it was something like you come back as so you start off maybe as a rock right (laughs) and that's just your existence yeah then you that existence ends and you come back as and you go up levels you go up different levels every level you come back and you become more sentient yeah um and i think they they explain it as part of like the chakra system as well so you get to a point where we are now where we are I think we're on like the third level the third I don't know but essentially the next level is love right where we we learn to love each other we learn to love ourselves and we become a collective right so essentially the idea is that you go up these levels and you get to the seventh dimension or the, I don't even know how many dimensions or how many levels there are but you get to the top right yeah and that means you're finished. You finished what you came in that existence to do. Yeah. Your universe ends and it starts again. Yeah. So it's interesting that you said it we reached destruction because that's what came to my mind when you said that. It's really profound some of this new age stuff. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I would love to come back and experience love. For real. For real. For real. Yeah, I would love to come back and go, wow. You, you know what's interesting when what they said is so as humans, we've reached a point where there are two ways we 
can go. Yeah. You can either go the route of love where we, we love each other and we work with each other and we accept love. And that's the fourth level. Yeah. But some people don't go that route. They skip over it and they go straight to five. And those people that miss out love, they don't know how to work with each other. They don't know how to accept people. They don't know how to, and I feel like if we bring it back to conspiracies and how the universe is and the powers that be on this earth, I feel like they want us to skip over that because look at the way our world is is structured. There's so many reasons to hate someone and less reasons to love someone. In in this world, you know, people say you choose to be in love. You choose to love. You have to choose. And I feel like the older you get and the more you live in this world, the harder it is to choose love. You know? Oh yeah, because it's work. It's work. Right. It's easy to hate someone. Even when you walk past someone in the street and, you're, and they bump you, you choose, hey, oh, look at that so-and-so. Who do, you know, you start to get pissed off. Yeah. It's so easy. And I feel like the world that we live in, especially under capitalism, has been structured in a way where it's so much easier to hate. And maybe it's encouraging us to skip over that love level yeah. and just go straight forward, never working together. And everybody's looking after themselves and wanting their own, you know, what wanting what they want for themselves, you know? So I don't know. It's profound, really. But like, what is love? Is love consciousness? Like, it's because a part of the simulation theory is that consciousness cannot be computed. Like, it would take a massive computer that is literally running these sums of our consciousness, if that makes sense. Mm. Because obviously, if we are in the simulation, it would take massive amounts of power, mm-hmm. like a mega computer to kind of get down into the finer details. So when you look at um, our bodies, it's all oh, looking at yourselves, if that makes sense. Um, if you look at the chair, it's like looking at the atoms within the chair, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or is it that the simulation is only giving power to what we're currently observing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're looking at right now, Mm-hmm. is what the simulation is giving power to but that still takes a lot of power that is true I've heard people say like um I've heard people say like um when you are not looking at something it technically doesn't exist because you know have you ever heard that that saying of like if if in a forest of if a tree falls down and there's no one to hear it like does it make a sound yeah, yeah. Sound only exists if you witness it. So the same thing, does life exist if you're not looking at it? Because like, I think I saw this video, someone was saying, I can't, like he was at an airport or something. He was like, I can't believe all these people exist and everybody has their own life. Yeah. But when you go home and you close your eyes, do they exist? Yeah. You don't know about them. So it's kind of like one of those things. It's weird, Yeah. you know, because even like when you close your eyes, you don't see the things you would see. Obviously your eyes are closed, but like, yeah is that is that cup still there is that door still there you know when you close your eyes yeah. where does the world go when you close your eyes so and, and and that might be a flaw of the simulation the simulation can only go so far as to you know like kind of like a camera a camera can only see what you point it at so if we're looking at the tv then the, the simulation only has to work on the tv it doesn't have to it doesn't have to design what's happening in the kitchen or what's happening downstairs it just designs what you are seeing and then it starts to create. So as you get up and you're like, oh, let me go get some water from the kitchen. Your brain has told the computer she's going to go get some water. So it starts fabricating that as you're walking. No, and when you it. get there, there's the sink, there's the cup that you left there yesterday. So, no, stop it. Oh my gosh, no. Even when you lose stuff, where's my key? Oh, hold on. She's looking for her key. Let's take that real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what it is? Is that they usually say that when you lose things, um the thing that you've lost is never at least I think 14 meters away from where you usually put them yeah yeah so it's usually where you usually put it just around that area and I'm like stop it is someone (laughs) playing with me yeah no playing with me that theory is wild Oh no! Yeah. Wow. No, this is too much. This is too listen. Much. This I think it makes it hard to live life when you start to think about this stuff because it's like, how do I go on? This just dismantles your reality. I think that's why they say like smart people like they hate life or it, yeah. they find it really difficult because when you know everything, it's like what matters mm. really. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm smart or anything. I'm quite stupid. <laughs> but- <laughs> But no, done, I think it's true, though. I think it's very true. I've done my fair deal. Yeah, I've done my fair deal. Because, because I think it's also a case of when you learn that there's, for example, either there's more to life than what we have now or there's actually nothing else going on. This is literally it. Yeah. It's like, rah, because your whole life is about progression. It's about where am I headed next? Yeah. But if you know that 
ultimately there's nothing there's nothing after this or there's something better after this yeah look at the way we look at the way we structured the world now the world is not fun i can't i don't think there's anyone even the rich the richest people are still unhappy nobody's happy yeah so ultimately you know if you then are smart enough or you have that profound understanding that there's nothing more coming or there's something better you want to go there i'd rather just end it then what am i coming to stress and you know be over here have no food to eat have no clothes to wear i'm living on the streets i might just end it and go to the obviously i'm not encouraging that but you know what i mean like it makes you understand yeah yeah no no no. do not analyze yourself (laughs) but um i i I saw um a reddit thread the other day actually that kind of described what dying felt like Mm. and i thought that that in itself was really profound in itself because everything in the human existence is struggle Mm. it's pain it's hard graft like to really get things that you want you really have to work for them like you really have to put in your effort all your intent Mm. all your um, focus onto something Mm. Uh, take for instance just being born Mm. the amount of pain it causes your mother the amount of pain it causes you Mm. most people come out crying I don't know about you but I came out smiling (laughs) (laughs) wow I'm here I'm that bitch so you know I have not been struggling I do not know that emotion wow but when most humans are born you cry Mm. and obviously that in itself is trauma it's distress yeah and when I saw people uh, describing what death was like they said it was like a dark hug wow Wow. you know that's the first I've heard of that wow like the epitome of peace just peace just peace 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 it's so peaceful and it's like a dark warm hug and it's something that you want to go on to because your existence as a human is full of pain Mm. it's full of trauma it's full of you know hard graft and struggle Mm. and death itself is actually it's it's painless wow and I was just like, wow, um, I see why people die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see why you die. Yeah. But I feel like that in itself just encompasses the whole human experience. Yeah. You didn't exist. You existed. You were born, you lived and you died. And that's nature mm. in itself. That's actual nature. And um, I think it was Marcus Aurelius that actually said in his meditation that uh, a man that goes against nature goes against his himself. But see, the, this is the thing. How far has humanity gone away from nature? Nothing we do now is natural. We don't even walk with our feet connected to the ground. We wear shoes. So, and Why are we surprised that we are experiencing pain? This is the thing. Not that I'm going to take off my shoes and walk in the concrete because that is man-made, okay? <laughs> that is man-made, okay? But um, why are you surprised that we feel pain? We mm. feel pain because our existence is painful. Mm. But my question to you then is, is that pain um, Is that pain natural? Yeah. Because I am under the impression that a lot of the pain, don't get me wrong, there are some things in nature, like there's some things that are part of nature that aren't always, you know, hunky-dory and fun and games, Mm. you know? That's why there's prey and predator. That's part of nature. Somebody's got to suffer for someone to eat. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I feel like with the human experience, I feel like a lot of this pain, a lot of it, should or could have been um, um, alleviated or, or avoided. Yeah. But because of the way we've set up society as humans and the way society has been constructed, it's made it even more amplified. Because life, like I said, you can't stop childbirth being painful. That's just the way it goes. You can't have a painless childbirth. It's just meant to be that way. But that doesn't mean that when you're born into this world, you the idea of being born into poverty is a social construct itself. Like, because then who created money? Yeah. Somebody created money so that you could have less of it, so that you could struggle. But if you, if you imagine if like there was no such thing as money, there was no such like some of the things that we we struggle, everything goes back to money. If money didn't exist and there was no such thing as that kind of currency, think about the kind of pain that you would no longer experience. Yeah. If, if there's enough resource to go around and people were sharing, you wouldn't experience hunger. That's a pain. You wouldn't experience hardship, having to beg or do whatever you have to do to get that money and all that longing. So to me, I feel like the way we've created, the way human beings have set up life on this planet, it's not ideal for the kind of beings that we are. You know, I know that people like to say survival of the fittest and all that jazz, but, you know, 
really i think you know some, some of it some of it is amplified like some of it is way up there and it's, it's been made a lot worse yeah uh, I, I i think that pain is necessary um mm. just because without pain there wouldn't be pleasure true uh, or there would be pleasure or you would we wouldn't be able to uh distinctly uh, identify pain or pleasure it would just be a long day yeah just, it would just be a long yeah. day of just yeah. existence if that makes sense mm. so pain does have a purpose um also um going back to one of what my foster mom told me is that um there shouldn't be any pain in your body wow um when she said that to me i didn't really understand um but she said that you as a, a working human, mm. as in a, a healthy working human, there should be no pain in your body. Mm. If you have pain in your body, then something is wrong. So pain can also be an indicator of something going wrong. Mm. So whenever there is any type of pain within my body, I'm like, oh, no, right. That's not good. <laughs> do you know, that's not good. Mm. We've got to do something about yeah. that. But I think it's about balance, really and truly. I think. Yeah. That is what we've done as humans. We've thrown off the balance of nature, not just not the climate, but of what is natural to us. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you know, like, for example, you sit at your desk all day working. No wonder your back hurts. No wonder your leg hurts. Oh, now you have a trapped nerve. I think that's why we experience not just pain, but we experience extremities of pain, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. It's not just pain oh okay natural pain it's extreme pain it's mm-hmm. not just oh poverty or not having enough of money it's extreme poverty if that makes sense yeah. it's not just climate change and the seas are going down and the fishes are dying it's yeah. oh mm-hmm. everything's going yeah. to shit Literally. <laughs> we're going to shit with it because we're the reason mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. i think everything in nature is here and it does serve a, serve a purpose but also mm. um, we as humans have kind of tinkered with it and tweaked it and made it worse so now there are extremes of pain and pleasure Mm -hmm. and that goes the same with money and having no money or you know being happy and not being happy or being underweight and being overweight again there's no balance because we've kind of thrown that balance off that's literally it that's literally it humanity has no balance Mm. It's, it's always either either end of the spectrum like you always, there's always the really rich and then there's the really poor. Why can't we just all be in the middle? Everybody's fed, everybody has food and water, everybody's clothed and everybody's healthy, has free, you know, you know what I mean? Has access to health care. And- I think that's so easy in our nature. That's too easy. Like to make issues for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's too easy as humans. We have to, we have to. Like, you know, I think, again, there's a sense of pride that comes with it. Say, I worked my ass off. I've got- But this is the thing. Isn't that like the way we've been socialized? Because ultimately when you're born, you don't think them things there. Exactly. You know, you, you don't think about those things because of the way society is, we've internalized and learned certain behaviors. I feel like a lot of our behaviors is not because, for, you know, there are some people who, you know, are able to be happy for someone's success and yeah. still be content in their own. Yeah. But then there's other people who can't do that. And that shows me that's not behavior because that's not normal. Yeah. With you saying that, what is normal? We never know. We would never know. We've never given it a chance to fester for itself. We won't, you know. Because one thing I found was interesting was, I think I was watching this, I can't remember what video it was, but basically... It was about Christopher Columbus, who went to obviously the America and, you know, he was describing the Native Americans and he was talking about how like everybody shares, they're all happy, they're all chilling. And then he ended it saying, and then he ended it by saying, they'll be the perfect servants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it takes that one devil (laughs) to create offspring. It's too easy just to share. Yeah, some people like like hardship, yeah. We needed a little bit of grit and dirt in there. It was too easy, it was too clean. But why, though? What is the point? Because if you go back to the theory, sorry, bringing it back around to the... That's right now, bring it home. Yeah, literally, (laughs) if this is really a simulation... Yeah. And if you think about it, like the, like Sims, for example, Sims 4, like sometimes I go in there and I create chaos for no reason. I'm going to make this person slap this person. Yeah. And I, I wonder if there are some people who are planted here for that purpose, to, to shake it oh, up. Yeah. Because uh, whoever it is who created us is like, I'm bored, fight. I'm not, I, I think honestly it's because uh, we're not all socialised in the same way, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. We all have different experiences and then we view things in different ways. Mm-hmm. Girl, that disconnect is crazy. 
Mm. That is crazy. Yeah. Because we're all too we're all too wrapped up into into what we're doing and how we're feeling and what we need to achieve. It's true. We can't relate to each other. Yeah. But you know what I would argue? I feel like the tides are changing on that. Yeah. Because I feel like when I hear like the statistics of like how many teenagers are depressed and all of this, I, I feel like a lot of the people I meet my age, younger, older than me, like in terms of like Gen Z and um, what's the other one? Um, um, millennials? Yeah. I feel like, well, I, I don't want to use the word woke to kind of lessen what I'm trying to say, but that's the only word I can think of. But it feels like the tides are changing because like when I speak to my parents, they really struggle with empathy they really struggle with like actually trying to put themselves in someone else's shoes and really like feel what someone's feeling. Yeah. They also have that mentality of like, I'm just, oh, we'll just get on with it. Whereas our, our generation and the younger generation are like, hold on, no, this is wrong. Why should I? I'm questioning things. So I really do feel that the tides is changing. I'm hoping that that will also change the way we're socialized. Because now if we're learning from it, then our children's children, we can tell them, hold on, this is not on. Like, you're not just going to sit here because our parents have just learned to just kind of get on with it, you know, because, you know, it's really drummed into their heads that this is the only way you can live. Whereas our generation, we're trying to think, no, 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 there's surely there's, there's more to it. And, you know, that's probably why we're so depressed, because, you know, we're all, we're all trying to fight against the system and trying to really change the world. So of course, so many people are really feeling it. There's a difference between um, empathy and sympathy. Mm. And that's where I struggle with this wokeness, because mm. wokeness isn't just being woke and understanding uh, what's going on in society and the context of society in general. It's also understanding the difference between feeling sorry for somebody and understanding where somebody is coming from and I think that can get lost in translation so that's kind of where you see people filming oh the good deeds that they do for other people or giving food to the homeless that's not empathy that's sympathy yeah that's sympathy they're saying oh I feel sorry for this person I know that I can get whatever it is uh whether it be likes online or donations or whatever on behalf of this person um via other people so hey look at me I feel sorry for this person you should feel sorry for this person too Mm -hmm. so that's sympathy whereas empathy is I understand what it is that you're going through I can really relate sit down with you and walk with you and understand okay cool like Mm. there's nothing that I can do that can help your position at this moment in time Mm. but what I can do is walk with you um I can spend time with you I can invest Mm. in you whether that be time money whatever Mm. without wider society going oh okay look he's doing this and oh okay he's doing that and that's why a lot of people say oh you know I do things that people don't know about Mm. and I'm like yeah good keep it like that really (laughs) you know keep it like that the benefit for everybody keep it like that because that is love that is empathy yeah I think people who try to just trying to be major like really visual uh, visible about their their giving no you don't need to do that and I think it's even like for example if you would like some people on the streets for example who are homeless sometimes they fall into homelessness because of addiction maybe let's say for example yeah and like if you are sympathetic towards that person, you're inclined to be like, oh, let me go get him a coffee. Let me go get him some bread. Let me go get him some this. But if you're empathetic, you'll understand that throwing, like obviously, yes, you should buy food and stuff. But if you're going to give them a hundred pounds, throwing money at someone who's addicted, is not going to help them because you don't actually fully understand the thinking behind it. You don't actually empathize with what they're feeling because ultimately you'll get, you drop them off. Here's a million pounds. They are addicted. So that's just, what are they going to use the money to do? They're probably going to relapse. And then they're still going to end up right back there were because where they were because you sympathize with them and that's what led you to give them the money but you didn't empathize to understand to say I actually understand the journey that got you from where you were to where you are now and therefore because it's only through empathy that you can actually really help someone you know if you can really walk in their shoes and imagine and feel and actually understand and comprehend where they where they came from you then know that I don't need to give this person money he needs companionship you know what led him to the addiction for example was it lost did they lose a family member okay they lost someone that's why okay then they need companionship let me be there for you and then that is that will probably fix more than just a whole cup of tea or 100 pounds you know that's that's one of the reasons why I kind of close myself off from people because I think that when I am in need of empathy they are giving me sympathy mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't need your advice mm-hmm. okay I don't need you to tell me what I know yeah. I need you to understand and just hear me and just go oh okay do you know what 
I understand exactly what you're going through, mate. Yeah. That's okay. Everything's going to be fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't need you to fix anything. There's nothing you can fix. Mm. But also to understand that we are, as a society, well, most of us, we're not that far off from people mm. that are yeah. homeless or addicted to substances or paraphernalia mm. yeah like we're not that far off it could be one paycheck yeah uh one bill that you didn't mm. pay that mm. plummets your credit score yeah it, it could be any anything really and for that's, real that, that society that we live for in real. that's the society that we that we've built that we're currently existing in for real um and i feel like people should be a little bit more aware of this that like yeah. you're not so far removed from the people that you are donating to and that is why it's so important to donate for real because you're not that far you yeah. not that this is your brother but this is your neighbor yeah. you know this is this is somebody yeah this is someone for real you better preach listen i honestly it, it saddens me just how disconnected we are as human beings yeah how you know people just can't see this could have been me like raw that really could have been me you know this this could be me one day if i'm not careful you know, and as a result, you you can, you know, I think I saw one video of this homeless man. He was talking about, like, I wish people would see me as a human being rather than rather than just this, like, thing on the side of a road. And that's profound. But going back towards the uh, simulation conversation that we was having, mm-hmm. there is a theory out there mm-hmm. that says that the only thing that is up to the task of replicating or simulating our universe is the universe itself. Wow. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Wow. That's really something. Let that kitchen sink in. Let that kitchen sink in. Because if you really think about it, Mm -hmm. what else could come down to that finer detail of atoms? What else? Mm -hmm. Now, if we are the base reality, um, hello, there are like maybe a trillion, billion, trillion, trillion, gazillion, left of this universe do you know what I mean so as you said we could come back on higher planes of existing if that makes sense and you know just keep climbing that that pyramid Mm. Mm -hmm. and I'm just like wow like if the universe was so vast and so big would there not be any noise who says there's no noise just because you can't hear it doesn't mean it doesn't happen that brings me back to the thing I said to you it brings me back. If a tree falls in a forest and there's no one to hear it, does it make a sound? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, have you not seen some of these videos where, like, they actually play the sound of planets and stuff? Yeah. Like, there's literally, like, scientists have been able to somehow play, like, for example, you know, like, uh, what was that, Saturn? Saturn's ring. They can hear what it sounds like. Yeah. I'll send you the video. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's 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 quite eerie. It's quite eerie. But it's it's really loud, you know. But also, if you think about it, um, you know, our the human um, eyes and the human ears can only hear a certain range of sound. Yeah. Like you know, like for example, dog whistles. We can't hear dog whistles because that's too high of a pitch. But dogs can hear it, you know. So you need to, you, as human beings, we're very limited in what we can see and what we can hear. In in the light spectrum, we can only see a like if you Google it, you can literally only see we can see only a spectrum of that. This is why we can't see at night, but cats can, you know? Yeah. So we as human beings are very limited. And that brings me to my thing that I want to say that um, this this idea that humans have, or I say humans like I'm not human, but this idea that we have of like, you know, there's nothing else out there. Yeah. We are the only PR, we're so special. Just because you can't see it and you can't hear it doesn't mean it's not there, you know? Yeah. Just, be, you know, for example, we live on, in this dimension, in the, is it the third dimension? Yeah, we live in the 3D, right? Just because I can't see or hear the 4D, the 5D, the 6D, if they exist, doesn't mean it's not there. And the thing about humans is, and the way... That's scary. For real, the way science is as well, is science is from the... We we, we do science by proving things wrong. Like, okay, if you can't show me, you can't prove it, it, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So it's, it's through that way. That's how we think when we are looking at things scientifically. Yeah. So just because something hasn't happened doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I think it's quite interesting the way we humans measure things like that. Like, oh, if I haven't seen it, I haven't witnessed it, then it's not real. Like, no, yeah. you're not the only one that can see just because you can't see it. Just, you know, yeah, I feel like it's an interesting way that human beings have learned to think about things and see the world 
you know i was I, I was watching something on youtube and that said that we might have to add consciousness to the um spectrum of scientific research so mm. including stuff like chemistry biology physics and consciousness because we ourselves cannot understand consciousness and if you have said oh for example the universe itself is conscious why are we not adding this as an elemental science scientific basis Mm. but you know what I think yeah that I can't it's not lost on me the how westernized some of these theories are because if you look back to the ancestors, you look back to the motherland of Africa, you look back to India and all these other like ancient, ancient civilizations. Yeah. They're all telling you consciousness. This is what we do. This is what we are. And this left, you know, it's part of their society. Yeah. And it's interesting that in the Western world, a lot of it's not really included that much in, 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 the, in, the, in society. And it's interesting that now it almost feels like we're going back to the ancient knowledge yeah we're going back to the things that were denounced at one point because some people you know let's think about some people who weren't christians yeah. and i think it's interesting that we're all we're going back to something that we already knew you know we're going back there if we imagine what life would be like if we took on those teachings and expanded them yeah but on that topic of christianity i was telling you um earlier about this um this theory about uh I can't remember what it's called honestly I probably should have written it down but essentially the I, they found this manuscript called the is either the book of Judas or the gospel of Judas or something and it kind of leads into this whole idea that essentially the biblical god or the god of Israel I call, call it the god of Israel for now is it's they, that that entity is not the creator of the whole universe like as we know it they they created us as humans and they created the earth and they created what we are but and our reality but they aren't actually the god of the whole whole whatever it is that we this is yeah and the idea was that jesus so the the, the christian god obviously or the biblical god tells you to worship him you know worship me and everything will be fine oh you're going through hardship worship me and I'll fix it. You can rely on me as long as you pray. And you back in them days, you make sacrifices. Even nowadays, you make tithe and, you know, you, you pay collections towards your church and stuff. If you do all of that, I will protect you and I will support you. Here is this book I've given you. Yeah. But the idea was that in this book of um, Judas or the Gospel of Judas, it was saying that actually Jesus didn't come from that God. Jesus came from a God higher than him. And that the biblical God or the, the God of Israel was actually a bit more it was I think what they were calling it was the demiurge um yeah and there was and the demiurge is basically a very it's ego it's your it's basically the epitome of ego and it's it's the it's the demiurge's ego that is telling people worship me because isn't that what your ego tells you like oh I'm this ego makes you pompous it makes you puff up your chest and think you're better than everyone else and that same I mean if you look at the god of the bible look at the way he punished the people for just being themselves you know, so many questions we have. Like, let's let's talk. Let's take Sodom and Gomorrah. If we're to believe that these people were being very promiscuous, and some people would like to say that you know people in Sodom and Gomorrah were, were, were participating in homosexuality, and he's saying they are doing what they want to do, and they're not following me. Essentially, you're not listening to the rules I've given you, so I'm going to kill you all. Isn't that ego? Isn't that the ego speaking? So the idea was that Jesus didn't come from the biblical God or the God of the Bible, and this is why people also say that. In the Old Testament and the New Testament, there's a big distinction between God. He's suddenly nice now. He's suddenly forgiven. Whereas before, he was striking them down left, right and centre. So they're saying that the God that Jesus came to introduce wasn't the God of the Bible. He was the ultimate God. That God is interested in balance. He's interested in the yin and yang. What is meant to be will be, but you... That could be be expressed as nature, actually. That could be what? expressed as nature i mean yeah the balance balance yang. what is meant to be will be and that you will find like so jesus and i think in the actual gospel of judas um jesus was speaking to judas and he said something on those lines like i'm not from the god that you guys are worshiping or i'm not here from him i'm from a different type of god and i'm here to tell you that you are free like you are a free human to do your thing like fam i was when i came across that listen my life was turned upside down Listen, I but I recommend you you look up the Gospel of Judas and you actually read on it. 
I mean, I think most people nowadays see religion as something rigid, something, oh, okay, these are rules, these are guidelines, this is this mm-hmm. is this is what you do when you are Christian, this is what you do when you're not Christian. Yeah. Almost like a lifestyle. And um for me, I've always kind of been not like a rebel, but I've always been this free spirit and yeah. not that um I've never known what I wanted to do, but I've always known what I didn't want to do yeah yeah I've always had a strong inclination of what I don't want to do yeah that's true <laughs> so that in turn informs what I do want to do if that makes sense mm-hmm. so when I feel like I've comp- compromised too much mm-hmm. I can become like really erratic and I start to do things out of balance darling mm-hmm. for example um not to you know encourage drug paraphernalia but it's like you're used to cocaine but now you're smoking crack <laughs> you know it's like it's like a whole different level you know it's like a whole different <laughs> so I'm like okay no mm. I think that's why I've never really gravitated towards the uh interpretations I wouldn't say the bible per se because from my experience the bible is only ever been interpreted to me yeah uh, I, I've never really clicked to anybody else's it, interpretation of the bible and I don't really want this to be like a spiritual kind of thing yeah. but um we are spiritual beings we feel things we think things and mm-hmm. we can bring things into being mm-hmm. girl am I preaching <laughs> you're preaching tell the people tell the people fam listen because you brought up the auntie laughs but yeah so um you know we are (laughs) we are spiritual beings we 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 are really amazing I think I saw on TikTok the other day Mm. they ran electrons through this machine and when the scientists weren't paying attention to the electrons it kind of got like a scattered wavelength just electrons all over the place just all over the place just free whatever um when they ran the electrons through the machine, but they were paying attention to it, the electrons all fixated to a specific point. Interesting. I think I've heard this before. Mm. That kind of links back to what I said. The kitchen doesn't exist until you get up and you're like, oh, let me go get that glass of water. And suddenly you get that up. Oh, this is the kitchen now. Listen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Like so we are powerful uh, whether or not we are in a simulation or in base reality we are powerful and we do have powers within ourselves um whether or not you want to believe that then that's your loss <laughs> but we can make things happen and we can bring things into being I mean mm. the concept of childbirth just baffles me like why just why yeah why seriously why why so much pain? Why so much anguish? Why nine months? Why not 10? Why not 12? <laughs> what do you mean, why? Girl, for the most intelligent mammal on earth, to our knowledge, right? Because there might be something smarter. Maybe we can't speak their language. Or maybe there might be something smarter because we're in a simulation. But <laughs> um, <laughs> most intelligent mammals, to our knowledge, why nine months? You just tell me why. I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that we need to question, honestly. And, and I love this. I, that's why I really love your point about the universe itself kind of trying to make sense of itself. Because why do we have black holes? There are so many things that um, we have no answers to. And I'm just yeah. like, why? Yeah. Just why? Yeah. But I wish like, you know, people would really allow their minds to wander because the mind is a very powerful thing. And I wish that humans would, because like, like I said, the way science works is, you know, you, you, they, they almost restrict sometimes how far your mind can wander. Oh, well, that's not possible because we know this, this, and this is the theory of so-and-so and the theory of relativity. And it's like, hold on. Yeah. But let's, let's consider whether or not that's possible, you know? And this yeah. is why like, I've always loved like literature and reading in English. Cause you could just let your mind run wild and just be going anywhere and everywhere with it with no restrictions of no one cares about science and the principle of this and the principle of that like yeah as I've grown up I really enjoyed English because there are no wrong answers as long as mm. you have as long as you can explain your way of thinking and how you got there that's it exactly um, but I was just looking up the, the the thing I was just talking about the gospel of that uh, Judas yeah um and it's so the I the, the way of thinking it's basically like you know like in the bible they have like different types of Christians so this is, is like called Gnosticism it's a GN 
Gnosticism. I'm not about to spell it. It's called Gnosticism. So if you have time, look at it. But um, so the God, so the two gods. Yeah. Um, so essentially, in the Bible, this this belief believes that there isn't just one God in the biblical yeah. Bible. There's two gods. One of them's called Yeldabaoth, and the other one's called Saulclas. But interestingly, listen here, Saulclas could also be called Samuel. I'm just gonna leave that there. I ain't gonna say no more. We're just gonna leave that that little gem right there, and we're just gonna keep it pushing. <laughs> No, you're going to be elaborate because I don't want who, why. So Samuel is another d- name that some people like to use for, some people think that the devil was actually Samuel. Why? Because that was like his, well, you know, like the devil, like p- different people or beings in the Bible always have different names. Like God has so many names, right? So the devil, the idea was that when he lived in heaven before he became fallen, his name was Samuel. Uh- um, and then when he fell, he, he became the devil and whatever. So that was his name, or Samael. Um, that's what I'm hearing. But yeah, so it's interesting because remember I was telling you that the idea was that Yeldabaoth and Samuel or Southclass are brothers and they created the human race and it's like for their entertainment, basically. And we were basically to worship them. Yeah. So Yeldabaoth was almost like the nice one yeah. who kind of was a bit nicer, but he was very egotistical and he was always like, worship me, you know, I'm the greatest, whatever. And that, you know what I mean? Even look at the Bible, it says that there are angels who are designated to be at um, the God's side who just, they spend every day, all day singing about how great God is. Isn't that ego? Like, you know, and they talk about how great he is and how amazing he is and stuff. And also, Yaldabaoth created, like, if we talk about angels, let's say he did create these angels, he created hierarchy. Yeah. He created these angels that are, have all these abilities and they can fly and angel, uh, uh, what's his name? What's the one? Michael with the sword and da 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 and all these angels. And they created us humans. We can't even fly. We, we have to walk everywhere, <laughs> you know? So... He created us to the bare minimum. So we all we could do was worship him and be his, like, we can't fight back. Yeah. So essentially, yeah. So Yeldabaoth was supposed to be the nice one, but he just wants to be worshipped. And Sarklas or Sam, Samael, Samuel, wanted to, you know, essentially torture, like just do whatever he wants because we're just his, we're just things that they can play with because they created us type of thing. Yeah. So essentially, um, and the, the, the example that people were using was about the book of Job where the devil just rocks up to heaven and he's like yo god what are you saying god's like yeah my g look at my son over there job living his life he's a good boy you know all right the devil's like all right let me let me test him real quick and god's like all right cool yeah. like for me i'm sorry if me if i have some, spent my whole life worshiping god yeah and the devil rocks up and says let me play with this girl oh what do you mean all right are you mad of all the ties i've given the way I've given my life to you, I'm born yeah. again, all of this type of yeah, t- yeah, types yeah. of things. And you just want the devil to play me for what? For fun. Because there's no valid reason as to why God let Job go through this other than just to what? To, sh- to show off. We are limited again to our understanding as humans. Mm. There might be a higher being of understanding above us, as, as you said. True. So, um, you know, they say that um, if a lion could speak, we still wouldn't understand their experiences, if that makes sense. It might be something like that. Wow, that's profound. What? Wow, that's deep. Because we are so disconnected and so removed from their experiences and their reality that whatever they say wouldn't make sense anyway. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was actually quite cool. But do you think, like, if a lion was speaking to, like, for example, a penguin, a penguin would understand? I think a penguin would understand. Or they could relate because they're more in tune. They could relate. But, again, mm. um, penguins are prey to certain things. But they're also predators to certain things. Same with lions, though. Lions can technically be prey. I mean, at the top of the food chain is humans. We're at the top of the food chain. That's true. But uh, other lions kill lions. That's true. But I think that nature, they could, or even if they don't necessarily live the same experience, they could relate. They have empathy because they're more connected than us humans. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that I can see that working. They could they could kind of, you know, um, if a lion and a penguin, like, walked into a bar. <laughs> what? That, that could work. No, they could, they could strike up a conversation. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They could, they could. I could see that happening. Um, it might be kind of, you know. Yeah. First, but I, I, I can see that happening mm. I just think that um, 
the universe that we live in right now is it's just full of distractions like um in simulation and simulacra the actual book Mm. the author says that there are certain things that serve as distractions so like Mm -hmm. Disneyland you go into a theme park you're enamored by the rides the food Mm. the shops the oh wow there's music there's everything (laughs) and then um you come out of that and it's like oh you're in the real world if that makes sense Mm -hmm. they they want you to believe that oh you're in this world you're you're becoming this and you're doing this and this is fun and this is painful this is a you know you experience life in that Mm -hmm. specific part of the simulation and then after that it's kind of like oh okay Mm -hmm. right Mm. that's it yeah (laughs) wow Mm, that is profound I feel like that's the word of the day profound honestly that's all I've been saying because <laughs> I'm just shook at this point yeah I don't I don't really understand like why our brains they say our brains can only like we can only function through uh what little percent our brain can kind of um decode and kind of uh work through mm-hmm. so we use like theories a kind of compute whatever it is that we're being told mm-hmm. but isn't that weird that like we're only using a specific amount of our brain power. Like we could use more. But, you know, that kind of brings me to back to what, we, you know, when I was talking about um, the way uh, we go through the different levels of like whatever existence we manifest into. Yeah. So for example, we're here as humans, we go up the levels of whatever that we need to learn as humans, then, you know, this universe ends and we are reincarnated into a different universe as again spirit experience and spirit yeah. or what it means to be spirit if you think about it like that though you've probably lived so many lives yeah maybe before you were a butterfly woman why don't I know that but, but, but imagine imagine if you knew all your have you seen the eternals no um on, on Disney it's a new it's a, I don't want to say it's new because it's been out for a while but essentially the I uh, spoiler alert if you've not watched it go watch it before I say this but the idea is essentially the the, the Eternals are a group of people but they are robots that were or that robot they're not robots but they're like basically created right yeah and they were created but they they basically they're created for a purpose yeah and once they complete that purpose their memories are wiped and then they they go they, they go back out and they do the same thing again. Oh my god! Now because they've lived for so long and they've had so many different realities, they've had to kind of wipe their memories because you if you've lived billions of years, imagine how much memory like even your phone memory storage runs out, mate. Yeah. Imagine your brain trying to remember all of that. So you have to shut it down and you have to kind of forget those things because you would go into overdrive. You start to confuse your reality. Yeah. You start to think, wait, what's going on here? And that's what happens in the movie because one of them starts to like get confused. She starts to remember certain things. She's like, wait, and she starts to try and fight her own comrades because she's thinking, rah, wait, you're the, wait, no, wait, what's going on? And she's confused yeah. because she's remembering things she should have forgotten because they were supposed to have wiped her memory. Oh and God. it's the same thing as humans. Maybe we can't access the full breadth of our memories because if we did, we can't function because you you start remembering things. Even like, you know, we have deja vu. People say deja vu is like when you're you're remembering something you've done before maybe in a past life yeah maybe that's what it is so it's, it's and look how deja vu throws you off <laughs> imagine if you're not able to remember all the billions of years of things that you've done you think it's hard and it'd be quite a lot on I the think, brain i think so, uh, uh, billions of years ago i, I was a fish a fish that's <laughs> very specific yeah, yeah, yeah. i really <laughs> it's not even a sea creature a fish <laughs> yeah i enjoy swimming so much mm. I enjoy swimming so much. So I was definitely water bound. For real. I mean, maybe there was a time where you lived on a planet that was full of water, like Neptune, and you were just a mermaid swimming in that, doing your thing. And now here you are as a human and you're hating it. <laughs> I, really like, I really like that theory that you said that um, when, you know, a reality or a planet or a universe is done, it turns into a black hole. That really ties it into me, man. Yeah, and then that really ties it into me because I'm like, once it's done, it just yeah. done. Hold. And then you, as a soul, you go somewhere else and you go do something else, and you're just living life. But one thing that I actually came across, this is kind of going a bit off topic, but it was the idea that the concept of time. I feel like we're gonna be here all day because maybe oh, I get let's on this be here all day. We make a the part. Concept, <laughs> listen, so the concept of time, yeah, right, is that. You know how, like, right now, time goes forwards. Okay, it's 9 o'clock. Okay, now it's 10 o'clock. Now it's 12 o'clock. Yeah. The idea is that time is actually, everything is happening now. So 
60-year-old 19-year-old yeah. 24-year-old exist in the same time. Nice. The time exists on one plane. Yeah. All of it is happening at once. So if you take this simulation theory, yeah, and you're saying, rah, like, there must be, maybe there isn't a creator of the simulation. Maybe humans created the simulation because if you think about how we are now and how evolved we are as humans in this day, yeah, we look at like, can you, the people even who aren't dead yet are thinking, rah, look how far we've come. Like we went to the moon, we did all of this. We were, now give that a million years. Think about where mankind will be by that time. Think about the, the groundbreaking things that we'll be able to accomplish. Yeah. And all of that exists now. So we think, for example, people talk about like time travel. In two, two million years, humans have conquered time travel. People come back in time for holiday, basically. Yeah. Can you imagine? Now, imagine now that they've created a simulation. Yeah. Maybe yeah. The, there's a disaster and the only way to save people is to put us in a simulation. I think it's possible to put us in a simulation because by then the technology will be available because we've come leaps and bounds. And if you take the theory that time exists on the same plane, the future's already happened. Yeah. yeah. The who is 600 years old is existing the same who's just been born is existing on the same plane so that's why we can be in the simulation or maybe it's already taken place who knows no wonder i'm so mixed up box up about everything yeah it's all happening at the same time and on top of if you also take the theory of um uh, multiple as a parallel universes maybe there's there's a who who i don't know size six feet there's a size 10 feet who went and got a BBL? <laughs> oh, that! <laughs> Go get a BBL. Right? For, real. <laughs> For real, all of that exists in the same plane. Oh, so no. sometimes some people say like when you remember certain things, like maybe it's something that like you know the Mandela effect. There's certain things that come from a different like reality and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, all of it might exist on the same plane, and it's already happened, and that's what we're living living now. Maybe like oh. maybe there was a disaster, yeah, yeah, and like Earth and like hum- human civilization is two million t- years time. We've we've been able to perfect the simulation. I'm like, okay, I okay, we, we were forced to live in the simulation because there's no more Earth. Now I'm not gonna come back and be living as my 600 year old self. I'm gonna come back when I'm looking sweet, yeah. when I'm 24, living my best life. You want you could you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and maybe you can even choose to forget certain things. So maybe I am the same 600 year old Abby, but I've chosen to forget my memories and live as a 24 year old woman. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? Um, touching on that. Oh man! <laughs> Do you know what? I just got a laugh because it's hilarious. Um, so basically, the, along with the simulation theory, basically is that we are an ancestral simulation, if that makes Ooh. sense. So spit the bars, uh, yes, I'm spitting. So we are basically a blast from the past, Ooh. from the future, if that makes sense. I mean, or of the future. So we are our future selves in a simulation so our future Mm. selves are kind of observing our past selves to kind of understand our ancestry Ah. and kind of where we came from and what earth was like before we ascended or annihilated ourselves (laughs) into a higher being or an advanced intellectual intellectual being girl that word was beating you up (laughs) didn't it (laughs) That, that's why I find that so interesting that a lot of these theories kind of interlink all together. Mm-hmm. Or it could be that we aren't in the simulation and we are just living, like, we're just winging it. <laughs> winging it, man. We're just going yeah. through, well, this works for today and we'll see what works tomorrow. Yeah. But um, I mean, that reminds me of when we were in sociology. Remember God of the Gaps? Do you remember God of the Gaps? God of the what? In, um, when we... God of the gaps, the fact that we have created religion and God because we need someone to fill in the blanks. Yes. So even these theories is a way to fill in the blanks. Ding, 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 ding. Maybe there isn't anything. Maybe we're just here doing the things, but we have to believe there's something more that we're filling in the blank and we're evoking that God. I can't believe well, theory that was. What you're saying about ego is that our egos won't allow us to believe that there is nothing more than what is going mm. on right now, which is why yeah. a lot of religion and a lot of philosophy kind of focuses on the right now. Even when you're meditating, mm-hmm. oh, this is touching on another thing that I want to talk about in a couple of weeks, <laughs> but okay. Um, even when you're meditating, it's about right now. Mm-hmm. It's never about mm-hmm. what's happened, what's happening tomorrow or what's happened before. It's about right now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just take that in. Mm. 
right now. Nothing else, nothing more right now. And I think that that is so difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Especially um, when, as a conscious being, you're always trying to think of your next step or how to improve or what you've done wrong. Yeah. But just to silence your mind, mm-hmm. just think about right now. Mm. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> to tell yourself, I'm sitting here because this is where I'm meant Impossible. to be. I'm doing this because this is what I'm meant to do. This is what's meant to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe again, that that makes sense because if we if you think about it, if we really are spirit experiencing we experience what it means to be ourselves, you know that you're powerful. You know what you can do. I created a universe. Yeah. And you are now having to reduce yourself to living this reality. And the ego is like, why am I sitting here walking to and fro when once in a once in, once upon a time I could fly? Yeah. Why am I sitting on this dead planet and it's bare hot and I'm hot and bothered when there was a time where I could change the weather? because I am spirit yeah you get listen so yeah I think that really links I think that's why it's so hard for humans to just sit still and enjoy the present because maybe we know that there's so much because we know that we're going to a whole different universe we're going to have a whole different life when all of this is over and so we're eager to get there or maybe we know what we came from and so we're like why am I sat here like we're so impatient with everything because we knew what we could have been you know yeah and it's not just like with your mind it's with like every uh, as we were saying it's like a gut feeling it's like mm-hmm. a vibration it's like a it's like an energy you know oh like like when you do something you're not supposed to do you know you're not supposed to do it yeah. <laughs> because your body literally tells you don't do this this is really bad yeah. but for some reason I don't know the ego kind of kind of can mask some of that um some of those vibrations but yeah. oh my days it's really mind bending things really just like and just like to really take it in like when you meditate you don't really do anything yeah I tried it (laughs) nothing is gonna happen (laughs) nothing nothing is gonna ascend from the heavens Mm. it's literally just you yeah listening to you (laughs) with you There's nothing special that's going to happen. Nobody, not, not a flash of light and angels not going to appear. It's just you listening to you. And not your brain, by the way, listening to you. Because I know that sometimes you can, you can, you can meditate. You can be sitting there thinking, oh my God, okay, yeah. I, I, after this, I got, I can meditate for 10 seconds and then I got to make some food and eat some mm. food and then clean and then, oh yeah, then I need to. It's not that. It's literally you listening to you. Don't listen to anything else. Wow. Nothing. That is crazy. And I'm like, how can that not take you to a higher place? Yeah. Like silencing out the world. Silencing out the world. How can that not take you to a higher place? And this is why. Yeah. But And this is why, you know, the powers that be, the people that want to keep us oppressed and keep us down, have made it so that there's so much going on. Yeah. There's so much noise. Oh, yeah. There's so much happening. There's so much, I have to be here. I need to get this. I need to do that. Oh, I need to put the washing on. Even the washing machine is loud. You can't even think straight when the washing machine is going. The microwave is and then bing. Like everything <laughs> makes noise. Everything is loud. And it's all to make it so that you can't, call. even at night. Yeah. I can't even, I have to have background noise to sleep. You know what really, do you know what really, really scares me the most is that I can't see the stars. That's, yeah, it's, it's sad. I can a little bit in Croydon, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, but that's a whole different continent. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, yeah. I remember when I lived in Ghana, we were able to like, we used to get up really early in the morning because our school was really far. And we used to get up at like 5, 4, 5 a.m. And we used to be able to look up and I could see Venus. Venus? Yeah. Planet. Venus, yeah. It was like a small little like, yeah, the planet. You could see the planet and you could see, there were so many stars and you could see like, obviously depending on where we where the earth was and its rotation you could see little dots and you could tell which planet it was i think at one point we saw saturn it was like you could see the ring it was like a tiny little thing yeah with my own eyeballs it was nice and then you come to here and it's just i mean don't get me wrong the street lights are for safety because don't turn them off i'm not trying to walk in the dark at night at the same time i remember being in gambia looking up at stars see a million stars like a million big ones small ones shiny ones dull ones it's just there and Mm. you look up and you just see (laughs) nothing 
You'd be lucky if you even see the moon. <laughs> Honestly, like in in its full form as well. Like not even like half cut. Because I've never seen I in Africa. I never see a half moon. That's Me no, a half moon is always so common in in like Western it was society. Hmm. You never really see stars. That really gets to me sometimes. Hmm. Again, vibrations, my cells. You're like, yeah, no, this is not <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. No, this is not good. No, no. Nah. Mm. But yeah, the... <laughs> this has been so fun. No. <laughs> this has been so fun. Honestly, I'm so excited because this is just the start of something new and this feels right. <laughs> Uh, having too much fun. High school musical. Are you singing high school musical? <laughs> oh yeah, this feels right. This feels good. Um, and that's from not just from my brain, but from every cell in my being. Yeah, yeah, that feels good. That feels good. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So, um, is there anything you want to tell the people? Lem? Is there any social media you want them to follow or anything like that? Not really. I'm not on social media like that. I can't lie to you. I'm just there to spy on the peeps and mama business. Oh, <laughs> this uh, the topics you have. Yeah, I'll be there first in line every day. <laughs> right, I'm gonna try. I'm really, I'm really gonna give it a go. Right. So please follow on all platforms, including Pinterest, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So continue to listen. And oh, Abby, you don't want to give out your social media. Not really, no. Honestly, I mean, you could. I, must, I don't even know what my uh, thingy is, bro. Listen, it's like it will be linked below somewhere. <laughs> it will be linked somewhere. Listen, I just, I'm just not on it like that. I feel like you guys will be disappointed when you get there. And there's nothing going on. Just tumbleweed. <laughs> I literally never post. Whatever. Give me, you know, give me some time to like zhuzh it up so it's looking sweet. So that the next time there'll be something to go look at. She's definitely gonna be coming on here again. This, <laughs> this, this, no, honestly, you've given me some mind. Ben, I'm gonna go to bed thinking about this. <laughs> I'm gonna go do my Google. So this is profound, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you later. Bye. And you're going to remember to like and share and subscribe to this podcast on all platforms at I-V-I-H-T-A-I-Y because it's already in your head. You've already done it. It's in the universe. You're loving it. You can't get another of it. You're gagging for it, love.